You're listening to Sounds Good, the podcast that makes your sound sound good. Hi there, and thank you for joining me today. If you're listening to this directly by clicking on the icon on the website, consider subscribing for free to get the show automatically delivered to you. Just download and install Apple iTunes and go to soundsgoodpodcast.com. Click on the image that says iTunes at the top right of my site. It's quick, free and easy. In this episode we will look at a program called Wave Editor which is created by Audiophile Engineering. We'll also listen to another great sample CD by Loopmasters. Hmm, sounds good Hens, but did you get any email lately? Yes, I got lots of emails. I also got two emails I want to discuss in this show. The first one is from Philip. It's an mp3 message, so let's listen to it. Hi Hans, this is Phil from Las Vegas, Nevada. And I had a question for you. I wanted to know, I heard the song, and it sounded like you were doing the intro. And there was a pretty cool effect, a, a stuttering type effect. And I thought you could explain how you did that on the song, assuming it's you. Um, let me play a little piece of it, and you can and hear what I'm talking about. Yeah, that is a cool effect. Um, yeah, just if you could tell us how to do that in Logic, that would be great. Thanks for taking the time to record an MP3 message, Philip, and I'm glad this podcast has helped to improve your sound. That song is a remix of Radioactivity by Kraftwerk. Although Kraftwerk is well known for their use of vocoders, this particular remix uses a totally different technique. What makes these vocals special is the beat-synced syllables. The vocal talent recorded all the different syllables sort of in slow motion and then they were edited together to form words that are synchronized with the tempo of the song. You wanted to know how to do this in Logic, so let's see if we can replicate this effect. We will take the word Harrisburg. We'll use a bit of monotonous speech where we exaggerate the pronunciation and we keep in mind that the word has to fit into one bar at something like 130 beats per minute. We split our recording into seven regions using the scissors tool with resolution set to ticks. To make this edit a bit more easier for ourselves, we'll use a special technique. Spread the regions apart so that they have something like a beat between them. We don't have to be very precise with this. Now it's much easier to quantize these regions without them overlapping each other. But before we quantize these regions, we double-click every region to find the best starting point of every syllable using Logic Sample Editor. We can forget about where the syllables end for now. To get a bit of a choppy feel, be sure to have the start point well within the start of the word. But there are exceptions. For instance, if you are late into the word berg, it will soon sound like urg, which is undesirable. Also in the case of the last G in Harrisburg, we want to hear the sound before the G. So in that case, set the anchor point at the start of the G and leave a bit of sound before the anchor. Now we will quantize our audio regions because they are all over the place. Select all your regions and open the event list. We can press Command 2 or go to the Windows menu and choose Event List. In the Event List we can see that the regions are not aligned with the beat by looking at the fourth number in the position column. 
Instead of manually aligning all these regions, we just make sure they are selected and click and hold the Q in the bottom left corner of the event list. This is the event quantization function which works just as well with MIDI nodes as with audio regions. If we just click it, it will quantize the event with the currently selected quantization value. But if we click and hold it, a list will open where we can choose our quantization value. For this experiment we'll use one eighth note. When we release the mouse, all the audio regions are now aligned by one eighth. To edit the word Harrisburg in sync, we set snap to format and make sure format is set to one eighth in the transport window. We also set drag to no overlap. This is particularly handy in this case because we want every syllable to chop off the extraneous part of the preceding syllable. Before we start editing, we add an electronic beat to a second audio track so we can hear all of this in context. Remember that in mixing, things that sound good in context with other tracks often sound terrible on their own. Here's an electronic beat that works well at 130 beats per minute. In the remix of Radioactivity, the syllables move in quick succession at 1 8 so let's replicate that. Notice how the start of the word sounds better if we also anchor the H and have it start a bit before the beat. Here's how it sounds now. So what's missing here? One thing we notice in a Kraftwerk remix is that the vocals are very much compressed. To do this right, we can first remove a bit of low end from the vocals and then compress them. We'll use the channel EQ with a steep high pass filter at 88Hz. Our compressor is set as a reasonably fast peak compressor with about minus 30dB threshold and 9 to 1 compression. Something else we can improve is the tone of the sound. The beats are in the key of G. So let's add a vocal transformer. Enable Robotize to force our vocal into G and set pitch to G. We leave formant at 0. Let's also add some short reverb to it. And for fun, a little bass line and G to reinforce the key of the song. It then sounds like this. You can hear we duplicated the effect with just a bit of clever editing and compression. So Philip, I hope this answered your question. I also got an email from Caleb who said I would love to hear some tips and tricks on recording acoustic guitar and vocals at the same time, as well as using phase to advantage while doing so. Well Caleb, this is something I don't do a lot, but here are a few tips that might help. If you have the means, start out with condenser microphones for the acoustic guitar and your vocal. You can record the guitar with one or more microphones. If you have to go for the one mic solution, position it halfway between the hole and the twelfth fret. You can then move the microphone more towards the hole if you need more low end, or away from it if you need more high end. Record every microphone to a separate track if you can. If you have phase issues, you can phase invert a channel and see if that makes it any better. This is of course not possible if microphones are mixed to a single track while recording. It's better to avoid phase issues altogether. So go for a good separation between your microphones or record the guitar and your vocal in two separate sessions if you can. 
Phase issues can crop up between the vocal mic and the guitar mic, between multiple guitar mics or even when the signal bounces off your guitar surface back into the same microphone. To reduce phase cancellations between two mics, follow the 3 to 1 rule. The distance between mics should be at least 3 times the mic to source distance. So if your microphone is 4 inches away from your mouth and the other is 4 inches away from your guitar strings, there should be at least 12 inches between the microphones. You can experiment with baffles, microphone positioning, microphone polar patterns and microphone types. One of the first things to try is moving the microphone close to the strings of your guitar. For your vocals use a pop screen. Use cardioid mics and try to have the vocal mic point upwards to your face and the guitar mic downwards to get better separation. If you want to use two microphones for the guitar, first try if one mic can do the job better than two. But if you must, start with an XY microphone positioning to avoid phase problems and record X and Y to different tracks. One will probably have more low end and the other have more high end, so you want to be able to control this while mixing. You can always fatten up your guitar sound while mixing using something like a chorus. If you want to flip the face of your track while mixing in Logic, insert a gain plugin and there you'll find the face invert buttons. For fun, here is an acoustic guitar with vocals I recorded myself a while ago. It's my brother Wouter on guitar and my sister-in-law Mariska on vocals. It was recorded in one take so there's no editing or vocal trickery. I just added compression, delay and reverb while mixing. The song is called Otislaya Draga and it's a Yugoslavian love song. We separated my brother and sister-in-law with a baffle and the microphones were at a distance far more than 3 to 1. Oh 
Next, we're going to look at a sound editing program called Wave Editor, created by a company called Audiophile Engineering. The version we'll look at in this episode of Sounds Good is 1.2.10 v629. Wave Editor is a document-based audio file editor for Mac OS X. Wave Editor allows direct editing of audio files including AIFF, Wave, Sound Designer and Recycle. It allows importing of MP3, AAC, Vorbis, AC3 and the other core audio and QuickTime supported compressed files. You can also export to MP3, AAC or OG Vorbis, so this is really one program to look into if you're a podcaster. There are many features in Wave Editor that I like very much. For instance, there's a great stereograph meter to look at your stereo imaging. You can adjust the display of your waveform to show as much detail as you need. Just like Logic Audio, you have total control over your keyboard shortcuts. Making Wave Editor horizontal zooming behave like Pro Tools is totally intuitive. Then there's a very good non-destructive way of editing your audio using a smart edit list. There's also built-in support for repairing damaged Wave and AIFF files, which I think is awesome. I've been doing a lot of audio restoration for a company lately and this is another great feature to add to my arsenal. Something else I think is really clever and many companies will probably follow to do is that you can subscribe to updates of Wave Editor via something called AppCast. This is an RSS feed with the latest versions of this program. But what makes Wave Editor stand out from the crowd, you may ask? Well, to me the most obvious novelty about this program is the idea of layering. As a user, you're allowed to layer audio files on top of each other with an unlimited amount of layers. It sort of reminds me of Adobe Photoshop layers. You can quickly turn layers on or off, add effects, mix them with other layers and, just like Photoshop, flatten the results if you're done. Let's take a look at layers in Wave Editor. We start with two sound files. When we want to add a fader to one file, it's easier than any program we have ever seen. We can change the length of the fadeout and when we're happy with the result, simply flatten the file like in Photoshop. Let's start to listen to the two files we put on top of each other in Wave Editor. This is layer 1. And this is layer 2. Okay, let's listen to how these files sound when we add them together. We can adjust the levels of each layer using the percentage control in the layer window. A flattened file can be saved in many formats which we can also export to MP3, AUG or AAC. We can constantly inspect the levels and other information about any layer or file and we can stack and reorder as many effects as we want in as many layers as we want. We can rehearse effects in real time, turn them on or off to listen to the difference and the layers window shows us exactly what's happening. Here's how it sounds with two layers with some filters and delays. Of course there are many other features of Wave Editor we could discuss, but that'll have to wait for another episode of Sounds Good. In conclusion, if you're thinking of buying a new sound editing program, for instance if you're currently using Audacity, 
Wave Editor is really one of the best options available to you. You can find the link in the show notes and there's a 15-day unlimited trial for you on their website. This episode's Loopmaster CD is broken bricks. As it happens, I created the music for this episode myself using samples from the Broken Break CD. So if you dig this kind of music, the darker side of dance music, Broken Breaks is totally your kind of CD. If you use the coupon code that's visible in the enhanced podcast visual right now, you can get a nice discount too. too, 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 too. Broken Breaks is the ultimate sample collection for breakbeat enthusiasts, combining classic and future beats and breaks in one awesome sample CD. On this sample CD you'll find 770 samples, over 450 single hit drum samples and 44 complete drum kits ready to use in your sampler. As usual with all the Loopmaster CDs, this CD is compatible with just about every sampler out there. All the samples are guaranteed copyright free and there's an audio CD included for easy auditioning. I like this CD so much that I bought it myself, so it wasn't even sponsored to the show by the nice people of Loopmasters. So that concludes episode 9 of Sounds Good. Thank you so much for joining me again. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and want to do something back, here's a few suggestions. If you are listening to this directly from the website, why not subscribe to my RSS feed? It's free and easy. Or tell some friends about the show, have them subscribe too. Write a nice review in the iTunes store. Add yourself to the Frapper map. Or write me an email with a feature request or mp3 message. You can also send my promo to another podcast or radio show. So thanks for your support and we'll talk again next time.